Welcome to Might in Motion, where we help you navigate your personal and professional goals to manifest them into your deserved career and life path. Here at Might in Motion, we don't make excuses. We do the work and go above and beyond. The Might in Motion podcast brings you guests that will help stretch you out of your comfort zone and push you to improve your goals. Like, comment, and share. This is Might in Motion. Tonight, I am so thrilled to bring to you Elle Scott. She is the founder and CEO of Show Me Your Set. She's a certified iridologist and cellular regenerative detox specialist out of Southwest Florida. After 17 years in corporate technology sales with a Fortune 100 companies, including AWS and HPE, she went full force into doing what she loves most, helping others. Elle guides individuals from all over the globe on how to regain vitality in their physical, mental, and emotional health, all from just the study of their eyes. Show Me Your Set's mission is to create a world of happy and healthy individuals using true chemistry, physics, thought habits, iridology, so that they too may serve others. Elle, welcome to Might in Motion. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, I this I've been looking forward to this for so long. I you know, you and I, we text each other, we leave voicemails for each other, and to be able to talk to you face to face tonight is so much fun. I know. So good to see your face. So you have a very interesting background. Um, a ton of time in corporate America, uh, you know, Fortune 100 companies like AWS and HP, that's huge. Um, and you've made a big pivot. What was that moment like for you when you decided after 17 years, you're just going to, you're going to make a shift? <laughs> it, it did not come without its bouts of nausea it, or its scarcity moments. Uh, you know, I've always been very pulled towards humanitarian work. You know, I've you know, built homes in Nepal after their earthquake and uh, helped sponsor children all over the world. That's always been something that's a, a value in my life. And working with tech also fed that a little bit because I was working a lot with, um, you know, most of my career was with commercial companies. Uh, in the in the private sector. And then when I went to AWS, it was more in the public sector. So working with justice and public safety and governments and talking about how we could better life for the constituents within a certain state or county or city was really fulfilling as well. But I found that 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 need to not only go help other people, but to help myself and go out on a limb and go all in on something that was my own which I was raised by entrepreneurs. So that was also a little tough to be one of the only uh, corporate paycheck gals, if you will, in the family. Um, I mean, everyone loved that. It was a very lucrative direction that I went to, but this was something that always pulled at me. And I never quite knew what that calling was that was going to make me say, okay, I'm not just going to take a break, you know, here and there and switch companies or whatnot. I'm truly going all in. And 
it really came down to not only just helping others, but helping myself to fully step in as an entrepreneur, start to grow something from the, the ground up, but also was completely focused on helping other people's journey in this life. I love that because you know, I've been I've been privileged to work for a, an organization that really values giving back to the community and giving back to your team. I always try to encourage with my associates or people that I'm mentoring is that that should be a piece of the puzzle. There's yeah. so much that you get back fulfillment when you know you're doing something that's helping a real person. Yeah, it is. It's it's a pillar that I think, uh, in my opinion, every company should have. And I think in, in some ways, somewhat, you're always helping people. I mean, just having employees, you're helping families, just having a, a certain offering, you're helping companies and other things. But it's also when you have nothing to gain, what are you doing for the, the greater good? And so even though, of course, I, I built a business around this, it was something that I would do years ago, part-time, very off the cuff. People didn't even know I did this. Um, I would do here and there and help people, but I would never take payment. It was just my way of giving back because I was making so much, thank goodness, lucrative, you know, financially over here in the corporate side. So of course I wasn't taking anything on. Uh, but so yes, I'm making money here, but I also make sure to do things that I'm paying to do. Like I just got back from Ecuador helping you know, in the rainforest and the communities around there uh, create more ecotourism and such. Uh, but that was something that I went and did without any benefit other than what have Just filled my heart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that looked to be such an amazing adventure to go on that, you know, from what you shared on Instagram and you're very active on Instagram, which I love. And I think anybody who's watching this, you definitely need to follow Elle because it is such a varied, like what you're sharing with the world it is everything from that planting trees and, you know, how, what they're growing there, those plants and how that impacts what you're doing today with Show Me Your Set. Yeah, huge. I, I, I never thought I would actually, uh, though I've used herbs and essential oils and obviously fruit and food and diet is a huge part of everything I do with myself and my clients and our direction. I didn't ever see myself going out there and being like the tree hugger. <laughs> you know? So when they, uh, they called me up and, and said, uh, Hey, you know, this is our first go at this. And it was with uh, the young living foundation. It's a fantastic foundation. It's really the only one I work with. Mm -hmm. um, I said, okay, so we're going to be doing what? We're just going to go live in the middle of the rainforest for a week and not have any electricity and one bathroom for 25 people. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> Sounds great. And it was, it was such a blast. I never thought that I would actually get involved with giving back to the earth in those mm -hmm. types of humanitarian efforts. And I tell you, I can't wait to go back. I can't that wait to awesome. continue doing more. Yeah. So, so why don't you, a lot of people, myself included, when you, when you first started show me your set, I had no idea what iridology is and hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, can you tell us more about what it is, what, what that science is behind it and how the everyday person can leverage it by working through, you know, your eyes? Sure. So, you know, iridology, iridology, tomato, vodka, it doesn't even matter, right? It's just like, <laughs> it, 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 however you want to say it, it's great. I, I get this every time though. Um, but iridology has been around since the ancient times, obviously not documented in the same way it is now. And it was only 
skeptical that that's what it, they were doing, the Egyptians and so forth. Um, fast forward to the 1800s. That's when it was really brought to kind of modern consciousness by a few individuals. Uh, the, the man we call the pioneer of iridology, Dr. Bernard Jensen, uh, he brought it to the States and actually used it in a clinical way. And basically iridology is the, you know, if you think about your, your eyes or think, take your phone, your computer, there's all this stuff inside the programming applications, all this communication happening. You have no idea what's going on unless you had a screen to look into it. And that's how the eyes work. The entire mm -hmm. nervous system communicates to the iris of the eye. And so it is giving a historic record of your health. So pre-birth to now, everything that's happened in between, it can show gen genetic dispositions. It shows the, really is the only soft tissue analysis that exists presently. And you can see muscular, you can see all the tissues, lymphatic system, uh, endocrine system, everything. And understanding that this is a, a roadmap that we're looking at. And so um, I was introduced to this when I was a young girl and I thought it was super cool. It was super nerdy as a kid. Um, but I, I actually got really freaked out when I saw eyes because when you, you know, kind of the, the, some of the coolest looking eyes in the world, you see the up close pictures and it's all these webbies and it's got, you know, holes and colors and all these things. When I looked at them, I felt pain. Oh, very empathic. I could almost experience what the body was going through and it creeped me out. And I closed the books, mm. put them aside. 20 years later, uh, my dad gets really ill um, and no doctor can tell him what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Allopathic doesn't matter. And that's when I went, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm really curious about the science that I knew about 20 years ago when I was a kid. And I was introduced to my mentor, Dr. Robert Morse. Uh, who is world renowned. He has just been doing this for 40, 50 years. He's one of the only individuals that actually worked personally with Dr. Bernard Jensen before he passed. And that's who my mentor was. So I tell people I'm like third generation iridologist, you know, and it's, it's pretty exciting, but you can tell pretty much anything that's going on in the body. And then I help guide people on how to address it. Uh -huh. it be anything from small things like my knee hurts or I'm losing hair. Not that that's a small thing for some people, but to, you know, stages three, four, five of, of certain um, diseases in the body. And we address it pretty much the same way. We have about 95% success rate. That's really, really cool. And you've worked with some really interesting people through this, which yeah. is <laughs> exciting. You know, yeah. you're like the, the, the eye guru to the stars. I, I love that. I always tell people, I wish I would have got to Betty White before she passed. Oh. She, was, she was my one I wanted. Yes. Um, she was amazing. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been really inspirational to work with some of some names that just to be invited to that table is very humbling. Um, and it's, it's great. I'm looking forward to doing more of it. So do you find that when you're looking at someone's eyes and you identify an, an opportunity to improve, right? Are, are those individuals already open? I'm assuming to the idea because you've just taken a very close up picture of their eye, but are there the other people that they're working with? Maybe, maybe more main, like, you know, uh, 
Western doctors or naturopathic or chiropractors or whomever, like, do you find that they have a, an army of folks that are actually open to here's another way of looking at the body? Sure. Yeah, we always uh, we call uh, iridology very complementary science mm -hmm. to pretty much anything. Um, every I, I find that in my opinion, there's a place for all medicine, right? Um, everyone has a different belief around certain things, chiropractors, acupuncturists, you know, and then you get into like the Reiki's and the energy healing. And I think those are now starting to even be kind of accepted as a norm. I mean, look where we came from with acupuncture, right? So like acupuncture wasn't even on health insurance when back in the day, it was still considered this weird Eastern medicine. Um, and now it's just, you know, people are pushing you to go do it and you see it all over, which is fantastic. Um, iridology does play a part in that it gives a very accurate, unique view into the body without being invasive. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people that come to me are working with multiple avenues, modalities. They have chiropractors, they are working with MDs. Um, and what we, what I find is, is a lot of times it's iridology they're, they find me at the last resort. They find the detox at the last resort. We've tried everything. Nothing works. And now we're going to come to you. But that's only because this is not very well-known and mainstream, right? right? I mean, you have iridology, which is simply the, the view and the, the information. And then you have the detox path or the cleansing, if you want to call it that. I know detox can be a, an interesting word, depending on uh, what your definition is of it. But Yes, it's very complimentary. Um, I don't, I don't tell people one way or the other, like this is going to be the the one all heal all. But I will say that when it comes to the eyes, it will show you eighty percent of your health, and that mm -hmm. and accurate. Where I don't have to know a single thing about someone's health at all, their history, their diet, and when I look at their eye, I basically read their mail, and it's That's so cool. It's really cool, yeah. And I don't even have to be taking the picture. Now with our technology, with phones, iPads, I got all this crazy, amazing mobile technology and cameras. I just, this is how I get to work with people in Dubai and, and all these other different countries. It's amazing. Unless you're me when I could not figure out how the yeah, heck yours is <laughs> a good picture of my eye, which I don't know, that might be really telling. But what's so funny is that, so I was, I was born with a birth defect in one eye. And so I grew up seeing pictures of my, not only like the outside of my eye, but the inside of my eye and the back of my eye. So I cannot wait till I get to see you in person and you can actually use your real camera because yeah. apparently I am unable to use common technology, <laughs> um, you know, but I, I can't wait because I've always had an interest in what, what my eyes look like literally from birth. Like they've been, you know, studying them since birth. So I think it's just, I can't wait. That's so cool. I can't wait to do it. We're doing, we're going to do this very soon. As soon as I can get you and like to stay in one place. For a the, you, we just have to you be in the same, traveler. same state, you know, type we'll of, get it. we'll make it happen. We'll it's on my vision board for this year. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit in our conversation because we talked about how you spent so much time in corporate America. What uh, you know, are there similarities? Are you finding that the things that you, the skills you learned being in that corporate space, are they transitioning really well into, you know, show me your set and being an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I, I honestly don't think I could have done it to this scale. And I mean, just 
just starting out really with a formal structure around show me your set, but had it not been for my experience in corporate. And a lot of that comes down to uh, structuring myself. You know, I mean, there's so much of the, how do you schedule things, making sure that you take time for yourself as a, you know, because though I worked really hard in corporate, I work even longer hours, which is harder to even think about, you know, I work longer hours doing this because again, I'm working with people from all over the world and different time zones and consults and so forth. Before I know it, it's like, I haven't even, I haven't even stepped outside. There are days. And had it not been for the structure of corporate, yeah, um, then I, I don't think I'd be the successful. Uh, you do, you do. I, I, you know, thanks for the technology that we have now, mm-hmm. uh, which is something obviously that I got even more comfortable with in in my career. The ability to be able to reach people on many different platforms uh, to be in order to talk with them. Uh, you know, certain security, because we are talking about things that are extremely sensitive. You've know, mm-hmm. got medical records being passed back and forth. And so just all of that knowledge of organization and structure was really helpful. Um, the, I'd say a lot of it too, was the confidence boost. You know, the, the, I've never been an individual who kind of cheered on my wins. I was never tooting my own horn I was never going up for promotions. I just, I wanted to crush it. And then the new day I was back at zero and I'll crush it again. And I just kept rinse and repeating. I was never one of those climbers, but I, I recognized how the, the confidence from the things I did well in corporate, the, the accolades that I got, the, the bridges that are still very strong in corporate and those people and my managers really built that confidence for me to say, yep, that's time. Like I'm, I'm doing this and I'm full on in um, getting able to be at the tables of certain people because of that career. Thank goodness. So there is so much I contribute the success and just enjoyment of doing what I'm doing now, uh, attributing that to to corporate my time there. So if you, you know, as you look back on your career, a lot of the folks that tune in are early in their career, maybe moving on from a individual contributor into a manager role or a manager into a manager of managers, right? And each of those (laughs) transitional steps comes with risks, right? It it comes with things that we should all be on the watch out for. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you saw in your 18 years that you're like, man, these were things that I wish I had learned early on, or I learned the hard way that somebody on the up, you know, coming on the up can maybe learn from that. Yeah. Count your wins. Seriously. I, 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 it was a really hard lesson to learn. Um, I was grateful that I had understanding management that when they would ask me what I've done well, that I would have a deer in the headlights look, Mm -hmm. you know, not that I was that self-critical. I, it was, you know, it's always you against you, but I was never one to track them. And the one thing AWS really taught me, and if anybody knows anything about their interview process, it is very unique, it is very grueling, but I actually found it to be one of the most amazing experiences because it forced me to go back and look at what I've done well over all those years. Yeah. And, you know, obviously what a great boost of confidence, but also very humbling. So I would tell people who are even starting their career, seriously, keep a journal, 
put it on your calendar. Every single time you get a win, print out every email you get from management. Uh, that is, you know, save your awards, take screenshots when they put a little slide up of congratulating you and all your wins and all the things, anything, because uh, it, it takes a lot to have to go back and and look at that. And most people in business are looking to move up. They're not like me who I wanted to be in the trenches of the sale. I'm a saleswoman. Like I want it. If you want me to manage people, I've done it, but oh, it's not my favorite. Because I'm jealous that they're out there doing the thing and I'm behind a desk. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely count your wins. Um, the other thing is that I had, you know, if I looked back and was to tell myself is you can't screw it up. You can't screw it up. Right. Sure. You can maybe lose a job. You can maybe piss off a manager. You maybe can screw up on certain deals or whatever. All of that is simply contrast. It's mm. all learning experience and those are just as golden as the wins that you're going to record. Yes. It's yeah. Just, that's it. And frankly, just continue to picture where you want to be. Hold nothing else in your mind other than the picture that you want for your career and the balance. Because your career is also your home. Your career is also your health. Take vacations. I hardly ever did. I had my bosses threaten me that if they saw me on email, they saw me on my phone or on connect or what Slack or whatever it was, they were going to get, they're like, you're in trouble because I never would do it. Um, which is very different now because obviously everything is pretty much uh, virtual and we never, ever see an office, but that was, that would be my, that would be my advice. But I, I think even for those of us that like myself that are working from home, it's really important for you to create those boundaries and stick to those boundaries. Huge. Right? It is so simple to get, or it's so easy and tempting to get sucked into, well, it's just one more phone call or just one more email or just one more, just one more, just one more. And most of the time, that's not even needed, right? So it's a matter of just, I was even telling folks on my team, like, hey, I don't, I don't want you working 24-7 because there will be times when we're going to have a massive snowstorm in, you know, the Northeast and we're going to have to work, you know, because we've got an emergency situation. Don't get burned out when we're not in an emergency situation. You don't want to live and work in that elevated state of anxiety, tension, whatever you want to call it. Just like you don't want your body to be in that elevated state of inflammation and all the stuff that you now are going and looking at in people's eyes, right? There's that correlation of both of those things you have to manage so that you have a long and healthy and vibrant life. Yes. Yeah. Burnout's real. It's a real, it's a real thing. And, you know, I was virtual, I think for, gosh, 12, 13 years straight Traveled a lot, obviously, uh, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things in the world. But yes, you can uh, you can lock yourself in and be like, "Did I have I showered in the past two days?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. Every single one of us has done it. But you know, it's, it's that level. And yes, you have to you have to find those little outs. And um, it yeah, it's it's very very vital. Again, that yeah. that nervous system is everything. And the, the taking the vacation time, to your point, it's it is very important. Yeah. Um. I mean, unless you're, you know, a neurosurgeon or something, right? Like, where yeah. you call it an emergency. But like, I mean, that, 
I'm moving trucks. Like there's nothing that, that that's that important. I've got to, if I can't step away as a manager of people and trust them, yeah. then there's no way that I get a break, but also for them, I'm stealing from them the opportunity to live up to the next level. That's a great point. That it's, that's huge. Uh, I will echo that and say, I was blessed with amazing managers mm-hmm. throughout my career. There is, I, I don't think there's one. And even the one I can say like, oh, I didn't really enjoy that little stint working for that person. Great contrast, fantastic contrast. Um, but I've been blessed with amazing managers who trusted me to one, be an adult, yep. know how to manage my time. And the more that they let back and did not hover, there was no micromanagement. Cause I, and I tell them on the first day, like, this is our first time meeting. If you micromanage, we aren't going to work. <laughs> and I just, I will like, I'll walk away from the job mm-hmm. and every single one of them, the more they'd back off, the more I'd perform. Yeah. But what, what was really uh, something I noticed about some of these managers, particularly in the corporations that had a very strong culture like HPE, like AWS, is that each manager knew the the uh, love language, if you will, of their people. Oh, Whether okay. it was you get an accolade and that's good, or you like raises, or you like awards, or you like whatever it may be, they, they really took the time to understand that the nature of that person and what yeah. we call internal representation. How do you feel loved? How do you feel appreciated? Yeah. No, and that's really, really deep. It, yeah, it's important. I would say like when you get to the management point, trust that whoever you hired, you hired for a reason. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make anything better. <laughs> um, and to learn, learn the love language of your people. Yeah. How do they like to be recognized? Some people don't want to be recognized at all. Yep. They just want to be under the radar. Amazing. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And some of it's, in, you know, Hey, this individual wants to be asked to go and help others and train others. Right. So it's not even, it's, it's, there's so many different opportunities to really help people feel elevated and appreciated. And it's not just yeah. a dollar bill. Yeah. Right. But sometimes we can or can't control, right? Depending <laughs> on, <laughs> on budget. Or layoffs, you know, can't control that either. Yeah. But even then, even then, you know, I tell people all the time and we watched, we watched uh, unprecedented layoffs uh, that yeah. I haven't seen in probably a good 10 years. Um, but I tell people it's always attraction. Attraction, mm. attraction, attraction. You attract everything into your life. If you got a lemon, go make some lemonade. Yep. Right? Um, and I've, I've watched my colleagues who unfortunately went through that have gone and done amazing things. Right. And it's just like we look at things like the pandemic that created a lot of opportunity. It created a lot of havoc, yes, but it created opportunity as well. Uh, and it's it's been amazing. I corporates it's just uh, there's really not much i can say bad about it at all it it, it had its moments uh but it's it's been it was a great experience so you know looking back if you could go back 10 years and talk to l 10 years ago what advice would you give her and that could be anything it doesn't have to be corporate I would say you can't, you can't screw it up. Yeah. You can't screw it up. I, I, 
I, I think so. I, I remember 10 years ago, I'd stress decisions mainly mm-hmm. because they would all, if they would affect other people, I'm a risk, natural risk taker. I'll just jump off the bridge and be like, I'm going to, there's going to be a, you know, wings to fly or call, you know, good ground to land on. But if other people are affected, it was always something I would just chew on and spend time with and mull over. And of course, then create resistance around. And Mm -hmm. I would say that if I knew what I knew now, that you can't mess it up, that every, this is just an amazing adventure, then yeah. But I, I honestly, I wouldn't change a damn thing. I love it. Well, that's, you know, how you got here, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's all a journey. Um, So if somebody, you know, is really interested, I know you've talked in the past that your, your eyes are the windows to the body. What's kind of the first step for them to get with you and, and start that journey? Sure. Uh, if you're on Instagram, definitely check into Instagram. I, I drop knowledge there often so that, you know, people can get an idea. Um, I've done a couple podcasts, uh, which are linked in there as well, but simply, you know, go on the website and take a look at the description of iridology. One thing is, is it's super easy. There's no risk. There's only benefit to it. Um, which is the only way I do things in life. So I would say that that those two places, or just go ahead and research it. Right. There actually is a ton of information out there about iridology. There's books written. Um, but I would say, you know, hop on, reach out to me. If you have questions, go on Instagram, see some of the posts, which give a high level of what, what it is that I do and what iridology is. And, and then book, let's just, you know, we can work together. I love it. And so for those of you that might be listening and not seeing the screen right now, it's at show me your set for Instagram or showmeyourset.com. Uh, just great ways to connect with Elle. And I highly recommend, like, even if you're like, I'm not really sure about this eye thing, follow Elle anyway, because she has such great content on Instagram and you can follow her journey as she gives back around the world. And uh, as she does things, uh, she travels, she's a huge traveler. So she's always showing stuff about different parts of the world that might inspire you for your next adventure. Um, I highly <laughs> recommend it. Um, and it's just It's just been so great having you on today, Elle. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to spend with me and the Might in Motion group. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you for tuning into Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.